0: back to another edition week seven nfl pregame show john Eager show here with dimes dimes how are you man good how are you doing man i'm all right uh saw on twitter you're doing well in soccer lately
1: yeah yeah on a little soccer tear that's good those, those are uh those go up and down for sure though the bar can get you, you and get some red cards i mean if you're not used to betting uh any kind of soccer you know can uh, if i had hair I'd be pulling it out sometimes you know you gotta take those in stride <laughs>
0: <laughs> any uh any tips or any teams that maybe some non-soccer gamblers should be, uh, should be fading or, or uh, rolling with right now? Big,
1: yeah, we got a big card today. I would say, honestly, if you look at certain leagues, certain leagues have tendencies. Uh, La Liga in Spain, that's a dead nut under teams. Like, just play the under. You see a lot of 1.75s on the Asian line, maybe twos. Uh, you don't see many two-and-a-halves. Those are pretty valuable there. So, you're going to see a lot of unders in that league, as opposed to, like, Serie A in Italy. That's, I mean, geez, you play a game with Atalanta or someone like that, you're – <laughs> You're talking four or five goals a game. Uh, same with the Bundesliga in Germany. Uh, it's an over over league. I mean, you got pick and choose your spots, but um, and shop around for good lines. You got the Asian line which is really good. We you get you know if you get like a three point two five over. If you, you need four goals to to win, but three goals you get a half loss. So it's a good way to kind of uh, get a little more value uh, on what you think might be the better side and um, l- lessen your risk a little bit too.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought about how different leagues have different. Uh, styles of play, but it makes sense. Just North America. You'll see to
1: the World Cup, usually like the Champions League and uh, different tournaments like that. You, uh definitely a clash of styles for sure. And sometimes it's very hard to read those. But um we traditionally do really well in the Champions League and Europa League uh, games uh for whatever reason. So, cool. Yeah, uh, I definitely didn't know that. Like, I
0: play FIFA. I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty good at FIFA. Not yeah, a big I downloaded
1: deal. Uh, FIFA 21 uh, <laughs> last night and played. us still still had it from uh, FIFA 20. So,
0: yeah, I still got FIFA 20. <laughs>
1: yeah i got a uh, there's a there's a I'll, I'll give you one bet for today that i got it's uh, sure. yeah. uh what is it? i i can't even say half these league these uh these games man but um in the Osasuna and uh bil Bilbo i don't even know this is spanish <laughs> league i can't pronounce these games i think yeah. you might have a chance for no goals in that game it's a great prop plus five hundred it's it's worth a couple bucks to 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 win a unit i would say i i would do it to win a unit that's kind of what i would recommend to uh so let,
0: let me make sure I got these names right. Osasuno and Babuno. Is that Bill
1: B I L B A O. Bilbao, Bow. I don't even know. Jesus.
0: Okay. <laughs> but I'll that's a, that's, a,
1: that's a that's a, a high risk uh, it's a high reward uh, payout there. So maybe maybe throw a buck or two on that and see what happens.
0: Gotcha. Maybe I'll throw a <laughs> dime on it. There you
1: go. Yeah, right. don't, <laughs> don't do that. If you do, pay me back.
0: <laughs> um, it, one last question before we dive into things about the Spanish oh. the Spanish league is the Spanish league known for uh, low scoring games?
1: It is traditionally, yeah. yeah cool. All right, let's uh,
0: let's dive into the show. Um, like I said, NFL pregame show week seven, John Eager show with Dimes. Uh, we're going to preview uh, roughly five games, and then we're going to give some picks and a couple of teasers. Uh, We have a mailbag today. We got a couple questions we'd love to answer as well. We might do uh, one more segment. We're not sure just yet. So let's uh, let's dive into things. First game dimes and I are going to talk about is Carolina versus new Orleans, Carolina is a three and three, excuse me, against the spread this year. New Orleans is two and three against the spread this year. Uh, This is a divisional matchup Dimes. So typically divisional matchups are a little bit tighter are a little bit closer a couple more things i'll read off here before we get into your uh your opinion but saints are two and six against the spread in their last eight games so i don't know how much faith that that gives you in the saints as well as this line has massive massive line movement it originally opened up at 13 points and it's now down to seven and a half i was shocked when i saw a 13 uh researching this game when was it so,
1: 13? at open really
0: yeah i i couldn't believe it unless uh the site I was reading is just wrong, but it was a pretty credible source. Yeah, so. I
1: thought it was seven and a half. Okay.
0: Yeah. It, it, no, it's now down to seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. So um, seven,
1: seven and a half. depends on where you're looking, for sure. Yeah. yeah
0: so, Dimes, before I get my negatives and positives for the teams here, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? This
1: is, it, like, this entire week is going to be very difficult to cap games. Um, with the COVID protocols, or some games I liked that I, I played that I'm actually going to get hosed on, like the Raiders. Uh, that was a good situational spot. I mean, I'm not gonna give up on that bet yet. Obviously, I, I took the plus three and a little bit of money line. You have the Raiders this week? I did I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: All right, so save that game. We're gonna get into that game later, but yeah, on we'll that it.
1: game, but there's just some like just from the when the lines came out, I hit that, that line. So got it. Obviously, there's there's advantages and disadvantages of getting on the, the lines early for whatever. Um, but I will not be getting closing line value on that game this week, that's for sure. <laughs> no.
0: Um okay, so you're Carolina versus New Orleans uh pick. Not, yeah, not yeah. pick, but so what, what are your thoughts, How do you? Yeah, I'll give problems? some
1: thoughts. I'll give some thoughts on this game. Yeah, I got I got Saints are eight and one against the spread in October the last two years. So this is usually when they come to ball and come to play. Um however you haven't had the Saints had a six-point, they haven't had a, over a six-point victory since week one this year, obviously with all those injuries and 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 such. Um and on the other side, the Panthers have covered five of the last six. Panthers got a pretty balanced offense. Um, they have an abysmal red zone offense. And plus their kicker might be out this week. He's on uh, the COVID protocol. Um, so, it, it, you know, And with, with him out in the Saints, the red zone defense is allowed 85% touchdowns this year, which is like second worst in the league. So you're really going to have a weakness against a weakness, and something's got to give here. If you don't have a kicker, uh, perhaps, that might be something to look into uh, tomorrow on Sunday before kickoff. You're going to play this game either way, is if that kicker is going to play or not. Um, you may see – you know, coach take a little more chances down in the red zone, try to uh, put that ball in the touchdown uh, and to get a touchdown instead of settling for field goals. Like they have the last couple of weeks kind of screwed us. I think we talked about that last week, uh, two weeks ago, how they screwed us on the the over in that game by kicking like six or seven field goals that, that, that crushed us. Um, that was a perfect example of how bad their red zone offense is. Um, Saints are top 10 in all rushing defensive statistics. Um, so the running game for the Panthers is – they're probably able to hold – hold um, Mike Davis to some uh, you know reasonable yards this week um, and then you got Bridgewater with a, a QBR of 19 when being rushed he's one of the worst in the leagues when he's getting a pass rush um, so we'll have to see if uh, the Saints are able to uh, you know generate any kind of pass rush on Bridgewater kind of make him uncomfortable um, I would be looking to that if I was a coach get a lot of pressure often early knowing that our rush defense is there to stop the run um, this could be bad news for the Panthers in my opinion I think this could get to a uh, i think seven is a good number um, but as I say that I mean we're in weird times with the league and stuff like that with injuries and covid protocols and this and that it'd be hard it's hard to lay seven points in a divisional game like this um, i don't know so don't, don't give your pick to just, play just play. yet
0: we're gonna see yeah, the yeah I, don't, I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna
1: have anything on that yet i do, okay. I do like some some teaser options and stuff obviously um, but just a couple more uh, stats on this game though Saints are fifth in offensive efficiency. Um, but they're they rank near last um, in big uh, big play uh, and in big plays this year which is 20 yards or more Um, so they're just gonna nickel and dime you all day on offense and that's usually how they're gonna win Um, Saints ground game is top three um, in rushing success um, and versus the Panthers they're 26 in rush defensive success so you you might see some uh, again strength versus a weakness right there plus you're probably have two starters out on the defensive line for the Panthers so I would definitely look for the Saints to establish a ground game early,
0: who's the second starter Kawan short
1: Dude, I have no idea Kwon
0: short and who's the I second? just know
1: they they've been they've been pretty solid this year and if you're gonna lose two guys on your on your defensive line, that's not going to be good
0: <laughs> no not at all uh yeah, I definitely think there's positives and negatives for both teams heading into this right. matchup. Uh, I'm gonna do something a little bit different this week. I'm gonna break down just a couple uh pros and a couple cons for each team and then you know kind of build a case for each team and, and Uh, their matchup heading into this week so in terms of the Panthers you know no Christian Caffey, no fucking problem Mike Davis is continuing a role and like you said um, the Saints run defense isn't that bad and they will be able to contain Mike Davis however Teddy Tuglove Teddy Bridgewater um, the guy's a legend and he the the Panthers uh, pass passing offense this year has been incredible Roby Anderson leads the lead in the receiving yards so if Mike Davis is contained, maybe the Panthers offense and uh, we'll be able to throw the ball pretty well today. A uh, couple of huge negatives for the Panthers. Really, really shitty rush defense. Uh, they give up a ton of yards. Luke Keekley obviously gone. They definitely miss him. Um, and they've also given up nine rushing touchdowns uh, so far this year. That's second worst in the league.
1: Well, hey, to, your, to your point here, the, the Panthers yeah. defense, I don't want to interrupt you, but this is a good spot to put this little statistic. Yeah, running running backs this year that played against the Carolina Panthers have caught 47 of 55 targets this year. So this is probably gonna be a big game for Kamara. You know he's gonna get his catches no matter what. But if you're already Mm -hmm. playing a team that's allowing all these passes out of the backfield to running backs, and you got a guy like Kamara who's the best in the league at what he does, I mean, you gotta imagine this is gonna be a key. Here's the rushing game. Then with the threat of Kamara coming out of the backfield as well.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, I'm going to look into Kamara prop bets as well. That's yeah. something that would be very interesting to explore. Um, and then the Saints, just quickly, a couple of for them. Look, Drew Brees is old. He is losing a lot of power on that arm. But he's still uh, – his numbers don't – apparently, if you believe in the numbers and analytic stats and whatnot, uh, he's third in the league in completion percentage, and he is eighth in the league in QBR. So, he, clearly, numbers is the numbers are a top-ten quarterback. Just something to keep in mind. And – the Saints defense, yes, they've been excellent against the run so far this year, uh, but they've given up 15 passing touchdowns, which is second most in the league. So Teddy Two Gloves is able to dish the ball around. That's another matchup to look into. Uh, the Panthers' passing attack versus the Saints' defense. Okay, we'll save our picks for the end. So sure. let's uh, let's jump into game two, unless there's anything else you have on that one.
1: What's up for the Saints game? Yeah. No, I just think Kamara's going to have a big game no matter what. Win or lose, you are going to have a big game. I mean, you're probably looking at six and a half, I would say, for receptions in that game. If you can get, yeah. if you get a five yeah. and a half, I would say definitely take that as a, a regular size play if not a two-unit play. I think that, that's some value there.
0: Cool, yeah. I just wrote Kamara's name. That's definitely a name to, uh, to look into for that yeah. matchup. All right, game two. Um, we are going to preview the Detroit Lions versus ATL Atlanta Falcons. Detroit is two and three against the spread this year. Atlanta is two and four against the spread. Uh, this game is Atlanta minus three points. Uh, originally opened at minus four and a half. The total is up from 56 and a half from 54 uh, and a half points. And, and my lines are from bet three, six, five. So Dimes, I'm sure you have a different book. You may have different lines on this yeah, game.
1: Yeah, you're going to have a different book no matter where you shop. That's yeah.
0: sure. um, okay, so heading into this matchup, and really before I did some uh, research for this, uh, for this show, I was sold on the Lions. I, I, I thought the Lions are just going to come in and absolutely thrash uh, the Falcons. The Lions have a very good uh, passing attack. Matt Stafford, we talked th- about this last week. Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones, uh, Kenny Galloway, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift had a breakout game last, uh, last week against Jacksonville. I was sold on the Lions. We're going to just absolutely expose Atlanta's Awful defense. However, after doing some research, I think I'm wrong. And now I think I'm leaning on the Falcons. Uh, the Lions' defense ranked 26th in the league in yards per carry against at 4.9 yards. And they're 29th in rushing yards allowed per game at 145. It's just insane. Um, as well as the Lions uh, have lost one possession games uh, to Chicago. This is supposed to be a positive, but I think it's truly a negative. Uh, the Lions lost one possession games. Uh, to Chicago and New Orleans after leading by 14 points uh, in, in both of those games. And for ATL, Julio's back. Julio's healthy, had an awesome game last week, and their offense really puts up yards. Their fourth in total yards at 420 yards per game, awesome number at 420 yards per game. And they're also second in passing yards per game at 291. So I'm still not sold. So, Dimes, if you had to sell me on this game, who should I be
1: taking? Lions, money line. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like them. I like them this week. I like them a lot. Um, Why's that? that, I'm going to keep riding that train. I know I've been riding them all year. Um, Maybe I've been a little more selective in my spots than most, but um, I seem to be on the right side of Lions games more than uh, I'm not. Um, I got a little conservative last week, and I think I took them first half and they crushed it, and they also crushed the game too. So Um, I I think I got a good read on this Lions team. They're, They're playing really well in spite of having a shitty coach. Uh, Patricia's no uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, he's nothing close to that, except that he coached on the same team. That's about the only thing they have in common. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna keep trusting Matt Stafford in that offense, man. I'm gonna, I'm, I think they can score with anybody in the league. I think they're a dangerous team. They put think, up points. I think, like, if they can keep winning these close games and they make it in the playoffs, they can definitely get an upset victory in the first round for sure. With that offense, it's it's hard to stop. If you have one bad game, it's over. They, they'll yep. expose it.
0: Uh, a couple of gut-wrenching trends, just to keep in mind <laughs> for this game. It doesn't uh, help you for either team. Yeah, uh, the Lions are four and twelve against the spread in their last sixteen games, and the Falcons are two and seven against the spread in their last nine games as a favorite. So well, I think I think
1: the Falcons one speaks louder to consistency, um, just in terms of what they've had on offense um, for the last couple couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that probably has a little more weight than the Lions, who have constantly like been plagued by bad coaching injuries. They have some um, turnover and yeah. And a lot of turnover on the roster. So I think this is the first time to have a little more stable uh, roster. Um, they're staying healthy, especially like I said, on offense. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking Lions for a unit. Give me the three points and I'll take them on the money line as well. For sure. All right. I love it. Um, and, and another
0: uh, quick point before we move on. Um, if you're betting on Atlanta this week, you have to keep in mind that they're you're, you're buying them on, on shitty odds because they're coming off a, a win where if you take away last hey, week. Buying you know, high. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's
1: yeah, so why I think we get some value here with the Lions on the road. You're not getting, you're not getting any home field advantage or anything like that either. So I, I think you got to ride the Lions. I think it's some value there as a dog.
0: Cool. Um, okay, game three, we got Steelers versus the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Both yeah. teams undefeated. Hmm. um straight up I should say Steelers are four and one against the spread and Tennessee Titans are two and three against the spread um lots to dive in here so look the key matchup for me this week is the Pittsburgh run defense versus the Titans rushing game uh, no Devin Bush this week middle linebacker for Pittsburgh guy is an absolute fucking animal he is a Very tank athlete. and he's mean yeah I, I love him um and Derrick Henry's a a horse that guy's a fucking monster as well so really interesting to see uh how that matchup uh plays out and uh Pittsburgh's defense has been just unbelievable this year so far or I should say last week against Cleveland uh they they gave up just 75 yards uh rushing yards that's 113 fewer yards than the Browns were averaging per game the whole season so far um so yeah, the matchup definitely one to look out for. Uh, what sticks out for you for this game?
1: Well, I think both teams are slightly uh, overrated or been overachieving to this point in the season. I don't think they're as good as say an undefeated team would be called. To even think this, the, any of these teams are going to go undefeated is is, is a joke. Oh, so for like, sure. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, you guys got to look at some of the competition that the Steelers have played so far this year, and then look at where the, the Titans got got you know got our Bills at a bad time at a really good time for them, bad time for us Bills fans. Uh, coming off this short week and uh, going on the road and then having the the, the Chiefs game rescheduled for the week after only a few days. So I, I really think that their records are have been overachieved so far this year, and the schedule is set up pretty nice for them so far. Steelers are going to get screwed later in the season because they already had that bye week early on. Um, so the Steelers fans, Steelers country will, will have something to say about what I just said, but that ain't going to hit them yet. So way closer to the playoff time when you guys are like, you know, around your your 10th or 11th win, going for that 10th or 11th win to get in the playoffs and uh, clinch a first-round bye, then I'll probably hear you guys uh, chirp in the back there. But Steelers' offensive edge, they got the offensive edge here big time. They return all their skill position players on offense. So uh, they're not just going to have Claypool anymore and uh, Smith-Schuster. They're going to, I mean, they're going to be dangerous from three wide receivers this week, big time. Uh, Titans are 24th in defensive efficiency. On a really? year, so so they're kind of fugazi as undefeated. You can't be an undefeated team legitimately and have you know a bottom tier defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so Titans are very overrated on defense, and they've been winning the game by by just you know running the rock for 150 yards a game or more. And Look, they the should have lost that And Tannehill and has been great. I mean, yep. it, you can't hate on the guy. Like I, I like seeing him play well. I think you know he had a, a bad deal down in uh, uh, Miami, and um, you know now he's proven himself. So yeah, I, like, a, I like this. Sure I, like, I like that matchup a lot. Um, yeah. A couple of things on the defense just to kind of like hit home the point of the, how bad that defensive efficiency is in the Titans. Um, the Steelers should be able to have running success. They, they are running the ball at 5.8 yards per rush in three wide receiver sets this season. Um, so they're going to have success with the, with the running game and they're going to have success passing the ball. Cause you know, they're going to try to stack pack that box in these formations, assuming they're going to run on them knowing that they can't defend it. Um, so I think you're gonna. I think if if Ben can play average at best with those weapons in the running game, I think it could spell a, a disastrous uh, home loss for the Titans this week. Um, the Titans are wor- have the worst red zone defense. They've allowed 88% touchdowns this year. Um, so you know, again, all healthy um, Steelers offense. You should definitely see some points. Um, on the flip side, though, we got some stats and some. <laughs> And some uh, ideology and coaching here that might say otherwise. So this is why it's a little torn on this game. And you're going to mm-hmm. see, I know like Sharps hit hit the line at 52 and a half this week when it opened up. It's down to 50, 51 right now. Yeah, I got a 51. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing 50 and a half at, at one of the books that I use. Um, but those are 37 and 12 under on the road. Um, and Tomlin has this thing about getting really conservative when he plays games in a row. Like he just wants to get the win and get out. He's not worried about, you know, style points or anything else, as he shouldn't. He's an NFL coach. I don't really need that. It's not college. <laughs> um, so you might see some field goals here as as opposed to aggressive play calling. But you got to think that they smell blood in the water with that shitty red zone defense. Like, they might just want to go for the kill, like, early on. Um, but playing to the point of the under, just as much as the uh, um, under, is uh, Tannehill's a starter is 13-2 to the over. So you got a lot of wow. conflicting uh, statistics here. And let's not forget forget about injuries for the Titans. You brought up Devin Bush on defense, but I think of a, a worse losses for the Titans with uh, Taylor Lewand. Their uh, starting offensive guard is out. He's he's love definitely tackle, a leader. Tackle. Yeah, tackle. Yeah, he's definitely a, a leader on that offense. Has been for years. Mm-hmm. He's a leader in the league um, in general. So I mean, that's a big loss in my opinion, especially. You know, I, I think you can find guys to rush the quarterback and rush the line more easy than you can with like uh, filling in for a uh, offensive lineman. That's just Yeah. Pro Bowl left tackle for sure. Yeah. You can't replace that. So, um, and also, and also look at the weather too. Um, If we have rain in this game, you're probably going to want to either lay off or, or, or hit the under, if that's the way you already lean, if you're leaning under already, check the weather report. If it's raining, definitely hit that under 50, uh, 51. Um, If it's going to not rain, I think you got to take a hard look at that over for sure. It's time. It is. I, 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 it just depends on what you're going to see. If you think uh, Ben's going to have a field day throwing, which I think he could, I think more times than not, he's going to have a, a success on Sunday. Um, and You think Tomlin's going to want to go for blood and uh, make a statement here, like, hey, we're the real undefeated team here. We're the team to beat in the AFC. Um, he could make a he could make a mark and make this a statement game if he's uh, if he wants to, I think.
0: So is there any sort of revenge game for Pittsburgh heading into this matchup because Tennessee, because of their clumsiness with their COVID protocol and the way they handled it, uh, like you mentioned before, they really fucked over Pittsburgh with their bye week. Is there a chance Pittsburgh comes in here uh, with the mentality? I don't even know if this makes any fucking sense, but just with mentality of, you know, what, these guys really fucked us over. They stabbed us on the back the way they handled uh, their poor etiquette with COVID. You know, let's fucking give it to them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that really matters at the pro level, but I think yeah. uh, I think the Steelers team, though, I think Tomlin looks for any edge that he can give his team. I think he's one of those coaches that kind of like to use bulletin board material and likes sure. to kind of talk, uh, talk in uh, – what do they call it? Uh, talk in tongue at, like, meetings and stuff. Yeah, he has some he's awesome kinda, posts. He's really trying to talk to his team. A lot of stuff he says, I feel like, in press conferences and whatnot. So, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little extra motivation. I just don't see – the line keeps moving. At Steelers, I just checked, are plus one and a half. That to me is like, wow, wow. you got to be kidding me, right? Holy shit, yeah. I, think, I mean, I, I feel like right now, gun to my head, give me Steelers money line all day. Yeah. I might even take that one and a half because this could be like a 28-27 type game.
0: Uh, a couple more injuries for Tennessee. Uh, Johnny Smith, their excellent t- uh, tight end, dealing with right. an ankle injury. He was questionable on the injury report this week as well as Corey Davis is coming back, I think. But he's coming back from COVID, so who knows what his right. – um, how he will play. Okay, next game we have Seahawks versus Arizona. Undefeated Hawks, 5 0 against and the 4 1 against the spread against Arizona, 4 2 straight up, as well as against the spread. A couple things to uh noted things to uh, pay attention to is Seattle's coming back from a bye week, uh, extra rested. Well, Arizona played Monday night football, so they're technically coming in on a short week. Seattle minus three favorites, under overs 55 and a half dimes. What do you think about this game?
1: Let's just keep adding on to that stat you, ha- you had. Seattle yep. is off a bye. Mm-hmm. That's great for them. Chance to get healthy, get some defense. Uh, you know, th- th- they haven't been too hot on uh, their secondary right now. Um, so they probably have some extra time to prepare for uh, Kyler Murray and Hopkins and uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, but let's not forget, even though the Cardinals are, are, uh, haven't had a bye week, um, they're, they're playing their, they played three straight games on the road. And teams that have played three straight weeks on the road – coming home without rest have only covered 46% of the time. So I think you're getting – uh this lines up well for the Seahawks. I know it sounds square as hell. You're getting, you know, a field – you don't have to lay a field goal here with the Cardinals. But initially, just off that stat alone, that's a pretty strong trend. Uh, and I think it, it – I mean, Seattle off a of bye, they already have the coaching edge anyways. So you're talking about coaching edge, a quarterback edge, a rest and health edge – Against a team that spent three straight weeks on the road, now coming home, you got to think they're going to be a little—you uh, know—they'll be a little lackluster to start the game. And I, you, you give Seattle's offense any time to work, I mean they're going to scorch you. Uh, does Seattle's
0: defense worry you at all? They are dead last in the league right now in
1: yards per game at
0: 471 yards.
1: Yeah, they're horrible there, but they're 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 uh, they're ninth in defensive uh, run efficiency, so they should be able to contain Kenyon Drake. So yeah. with that said, if they're going to stop, be able to stop the run, let's just say they're able to control the run game a little bit um, from a defensive standpoint, um, that, that's going to leave Murray to want to. He's going to have to throw the ball. He's going to have to win with his arm, but he's only thrown, you know, I think he's only thrown in the forty percent last week in that win. Yeah, they so were, last week horrible. he was nine for twenty-four. That's horrible. Like that's <laughs> not going to get the job done. He's a great athlete, and I root for him because he's young and he's exciting to watch, but. Unless he's going to beat them with their feet, I just don't see how they're going to be able to hang. I think they're going to be able to put some points up for sure because the Seahawks have a weak uh, passing defense. They're like ranking like 29 or 30 in the league and uh, pass defensive. Yep. Uh,
0: 370 defense. yards for the air this year.
1: Right. So, you know, you, one would think that, that Murray would have some success, but you just don't know like what Murray's going to get. We get the Murray that's going to get the, the balls batted down at the line of scrimmage or he's going to be hitting D hops deep consistently. Who knows? Um, What else I got here in this game? I mean, Seahawks are number one in offensive efficiency um, as well as uh, in in red zone offense. Um, They're they're killers on offense. They're number one across the board, I think, in most uh, offensive statistic categories. So you got a team that's scoring a lot and giving up a lot. Um, So this sets up well for an over. What do you have the over at, 55, 55?
0: Over right now is at 55, and I think it went up.
1: Yeah, I think I took 56 at open thinking this was going to hit – Closer oh, to sixty so to fifty five, so I actually think I did a bad. Uh, I got a bad closing line by but I don't know. It's still we still got a whole day. You know how the Sunday Sunday morning people come in and dump money on games. <laughs> um, yeah, so Seahawks number one in offensive efficiency, gotta like that if you're a backer for Seattle. Um, Cardinals defense, it's ranked pretty good in terms of rankings, but they've just faced bad offenses. Besides Dallas, they what they face the Skins, Giants, and Jets off the top of my head. That sound about right cardinals definitely the skins definitely the jets um
0: who else i don't know
1: i think they may put the giants anyways regardless there's only been six games so i mean you're talking right there They already had two really poor poor offensive uh, teams they played cowboys Um,
0: jets panthers lions skins niners all knocked fantastic offenses by anybody. no yeah
1: you got, you got lines are a really good offense in dallas right so. right we're high you know, on lines on this else, podcast everybody <laughs> else is about uh you know average at best so. Yeah. so yeah poor schedule no wonder they have a top you know 10 defense uh defense efficiency numbers um Cardinals don't generate too much of a uh of a pass rush so i expect uh russell wasn't plenty of time uh to get the ball to those receivers wherever he wants whether it's you know short intermediate I even think he's gonna be able to hit some some deep balls here if they're able to protect him enough, which I think should be not be a problem. Um, off a bye week, you gotta think Seattle with that extra week, may want to start opening up that playbook a little more here and not take any chances of a divisional loss. This is a divisional game. And I think having an extra week to prepare versus a team that's been on the road for almost a month coming back, I mean, you gotta see some new things that have not been put on tape yet. And I would imagine with that offense, um, with those, those players on offense. They're going to start using that talent so i would expect a trick player to for sure out of seattle especially if it's close or they have the opportunity you know to really put their foot on their throats uh, at some point in the game i think i think you'll see something some kind of reverse throwback flea flicker or something like that that uh, maybe they haven't put on tape in, in the last season um or at least this season at the worst um under yeah. over
0: under over how many times we'll hear let russ cook um I, 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 I hate
1: all that. I, I watch red zone. I don't pay attention to these cliche. Uh, I, I I'm I'm an Aiken. It's a night guy. game. It's only games. I'm it's an Aikman and uh, and Buck guy myself. I like I just their voice just signifies NFL season for me. So yeah. I love listening to those guys, even though they say boneheaded things sometimes. But yeah, not speaking <laughs> <than> of,
0: <laughs> Well sp- speaking of bonehead, not to get distracted, but um not sure if you can see. I have I had a two TV setup. Uh uh-huh. Um and I, I I bought this new extension, uh, not extension cord, HDMI cord. It's one of those. It's either four and a half feet or six feet. It's pretty long. I'd say it's six feet. Um, went to do picks on the app last night. Tripped over the cable, knocked over one of the screens. The screen fell onto my kettlebell. So oh. there's now a huge um, cut. I don't even know how to explain it. So the, the TV's broken. TV's broken. Yeah, i got to find a way to uh, expense the renters yeah, <laughs> the TV, uh, or the landlord, I should say. All right. Uh, so do you have actions on, action on Seattle, Arizona, or are you staying away?
1: You know, I, I think – I'm but, pretty
0: high on Seattle.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I am. I just feel like a sucker. T- I feel square as hell wanting to play them. You know, I haven't made any moves yet on that game. I think if you're looking at – what, I got my notes here. I think they're good uh, – there might be a good teaser spot, I feel like, with the Lions getting plus nine and a half on a seven-point teaser – And maybe taking the over uh, 48 in this game.
0: Over 48. Yeah, tease that line down a bit. Okay, uh, last game before we give a couple picks here. Um, Mentioned at the the top of the show, Raiders versus the Bucks. You grabbed the Raiders at the beginning of the week, not knowing that I think four of their five offensive linemen have not been practicing basically all week because of COVID, as well Mm -hmm. as Jonathan Abram, their stud, strong strong safety or free safety? One of their safeties, uh, Jonathan Abram. Uh, is also not been practicing all week. Um, your thoughts on the on this matchup?
1: Do you have a line? I heard someone say it was seven.
0: So I got the original line at three, three and a three. half right now, yeah, and, three three I don't, and yeah. but right now I'm bet three six five. It's saying off the board.
1: Yeah, I I checked Bovada. I checked check my my local sports book too, and I. So I have
0: you seen the tattoo of Trent Brown? No. Get ready for this. He has a tattoo on his arm of two girls giving him a blowjob wearing his jersey number.
1: I'm <laughs> not awesome. sure
0: if you could see that at all. That's a horrible tattoo. It's
1: hysterical. So... Right, it, looks like a, it looks like a prison tattoo. To be <laughs> it probably was. So like so... I could have done just as well. And well meaning bad. <laughs> Oh, so he
0: definitely has tattoo of the year for any NFL player. Uh, okay. Let's get back on track.
1: So <laughs> this
0: game, uh, the lines off the board right now. Do you see yourself maybe doubling down on Oakland? If the line comes out to let's say eight points, nine points for Tampa.
1: No. Well, it depends who's out. Like, so here's what I have. All right. I got, if Trent Brown's out, who cares? He's been out already. Like he's not existent He had nothing to do with the line. So if you have, if you have any other linemen out, I think you got to look at value out of four and a half is like where I would take it. I'm not going to double down on my bet. That's for, that's for sure.
0: Well, I think it's, it's not so much if they're out. It's more that they didn't practice all week. So what's their rhythm and timing going to be like?
1: Right. But if you're talking about non-rookies, if they're not rookies and they're veterans, I think if anything, it helps them at this point in the season, especially with like a weird offseason, have more time to, to rest. They are off a bye. So I think there's some value there as well. Um, and then you have Tampa Bay look like world beaters last week. You know, I was on the right side of a max bet with them. Took them on the money line at plus value. Like we gave that out, I think, and we crushed it. So I think it's another case of you know you got to you know buy low, sell high. You, you know, might be too much, um, too much put into this offensive line um, COVID case. Um, but that's not to say you shouldn't be taking the Bucks seriously. They look legit. They look healthy on yeah. offense. This might be their first week. They're all completely healthy and ready to roll. Brown's um, not back, right? Or back. he's not playing yet. Who's that? Antonio Brown. No, no, he can't play till week nine. He still has to do an eight-game suspension. So right. week, week nine he'll be back. Um, but, I mean, if the Bucks are able to generate any kind of rush on Carr, he has been proven he's not very good under pressure. He just he sucks. He floats the ball like he throws into the ground. Like, even as balls get batted down somehow and he's like tall. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He just needs a perfect situation to be successful as we saw a couple weeks ago on that. Was it Sunday night or Monday night football? Um, he came out and uh, looked like a, <laughs> I don't know. He looked like a number one draft pick. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I really don't have much on this game when I saw I was off the board. No, I just look but...
1: at from a value standpoint. If you haven't touched his game yet. If you're getting four and a half or better, and it's just Trent Brown out and the rest of the starters are playing. I think that's worth a play. Otherwise, if you already took the three points like I did and you see a four, four and a half, if it's nothing higher than that, I might even just play the other side on the money line and hammer the shit out of that because there's no way. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be enough. I think from a value, just got to look at the number. Four and a half is a good number in terms of value. It's at least you, you could be down by you know 11 points, 10 points in the fourth quarter and get a garbage time touchdown, which – Carr will do to pad his stats. He's a good uh, stat patter. You know, He's not as good as uh, Stafford. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, he can move the ball down the field. And if they want to make it look respectable, they could. So it leaves you open for that backdoor cover. So I would say either you got to hammer Tampa Bay money line at this point, lay the juice because they're, they're probably not going to lose outright. But if you can get a four and a half and you already leaned uh, Raiders, there's some value there to take the four and a half.
0: Cool. Okay. Um, let's give some picks And teasers. So I I got a couple I'm really interested in this week Uh, before I give out my two official teasers. um, Really interested on the Lions Atlanta game. I'm not sure where I'm leaning there. Uh, You gave some great points on why I should be leaning heavily on the Lions, but there's still 10% of my mind or 10% of my brain that thinks Atlanta might just blow them out just like they did last week to Minnesota but at the same time, if they did that last week, there's no chance they're going to repeat it again this week. So I think I'm going to put a small wager on the Lions money line.
1: Yep. I got um, plus 115 on that. We took it for two units. I like that game a lot.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I I think I'm going to join you on that one. Um, as well as Panthers plus seven is really interesting. I'm, that's going to be a game time decision for me. I, it, I just think that the Panthers might be able to slow this game down a bit. Um, yeah. So Panthers, I might... Might lean so, on, on that one taking,
1: well. If you do a seven-point teaser, you lay a dollar thirty. I think uh, Panthers plus 14 or 14 and a half. So is, I have
0: them in one of my teases.
1: With, yeah, with over 43 in that game. That game's definitely going to go uh, over 43 points. So I feel like this game's going to yeah. land between 44 and 48 um, at worst, um, if not closer to this, closer to 60. Um, 43 seems low even though the
0: panthers put up a bit of a shit show last. And that's, week. Why, yeah, that's why like
1: that's sure. why i like that i like that number i feel like you can get a you can get at least 24 um out of out of the saints and i would imagine you get at least 20 out of uh the panthers i put you at 44 i think that's the bare minimum you see there yeah all
0: right so uh my two t's for the week um Look, say what you want about the Cleveland Browns, but I think this is going to be a game for Cleveland where they play a shitty team and they win big against a shitty team and people are going to think, oh, wow, Cleveland's back. We should all be jumping on the Cleveland bandwagon. And then when they play Baltimore and about 500 team again, they'll get absolutely whooped. So I think this is just a typical game where Cleveland, quote-unquote, proves the public wrong and will win big against Cincinnati. I won't get into the numbers.
1: We didn't but, even talk about yep. this game no. Um, previously, but I took Browns at open at minus three for one Oh five. I took the five years that's a max bet for us this week. I took that immediately. I, I same line of thinking you said they got mm-hmm. destroyed and embarrassed last week. They'll be able to play, you know, a Bengals team that, you know, is solid for being very young, They're but man. I just think they come out here and take them to the woodshed. Yeah, I really I, do. I think they dominate from start to finish on this game and then we'll, we'll fade them next week. No worries.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm fully agree with you there. So, Maybe after hearing that, maybe we'll just bet the whole line. But I tease them down to a point and a half, favorite point and a half, uh, minus 167 odds. Uh, Have that tease with the Bills, brought the Bills line all the way down at four and a half at uh, minus 240. So if you combine those two odds, uh, minus 167 and minus 240, that gives you plus 126 odds. So that's Brown minus point and a half, Bills uh, favorite, four and a half points so for example a 50 dollars bet will pay out 113 dollars dimes what are your thoughts on that teaser yeah
1: it's not bad i don't like teasing uh small favorites okay. um to like being small underdog or did you buy the points so
0: i uh sorry i guess i got the the terms uh backwards i i I'm bought related. points
1: okay uh, i don't know what's the difference between teasing and buying well teasing you're getting six points automatically at least six six or seven points in a two-teamer and then uh buying points it's gonna be parlay because it's not a fixed uh fixed number uh so i brought the lines down for both games yeah yeah so you just bought points yeah yeah so oh. I, I i honestly when i play stuff like that i would just play money line personally um one and a half just seems like a weird number i don't want to get burned by one point i would take it down to minus one just to be safe and save a couple of points in juice but I mean, I'll, again, if I'm on that for minus three for five units, I can't say it's a bad bet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so maybe I'll bring it down. From a, from a number standpoint, it's not a good bet. Gotcha, from a gotcha. standpoint of you just probably should have taken the money line or teased it to plus three. That's all I would do. But you never yeah, want to cross zero on with favorites. You don't want to take a, a a minus three to a plus three. There's no value. Crossing zero is a no-no in teasers. So always look for teams that are six points. Wait,
0: what what does that mean, crossing zeroes?
1: So you don't want to go to like you don't want to go to the money line. So if you have minus three on one end and plus three, where you're going to tease the other end, you yeah. don't want to cross that zero to get there. Anytime you cross zero, you're in, you're not getting the best of the number mathematically. Oh, look at that. Okay, so that's good so to know. so to your point, a better way to play that bet would have been to take uh, not use Buffalo. Take either take you know buy them down to seven points. If you're if you're able to buy three points, sometimes you can only buy two. I know that or two and a half. Um, but. Bills would have been better in a sweetheart teaser, like a ten-point or twelve, thirteen-point teaser with three teams, as opposed to using a two. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so just so people know, yeah, so you don't want to mess with the, the small favorites of four or less, um, in teasers. You want to wait till you hit like a, a bring us minus six down to a pick or a minus seven down to a minus one. That's going to be your best bet. Cool. Yeah, I'm learning right now. This is this is really interesting.
0: <laughs> All right, so then uh, I guess my I don't know that this would this be a teaser either i got plant panthers i bought them points uh up to 11 and a half mm-hmm. at minus 200 and i got the bills again at four and a half and just my reasoning is i don't think the panthers are going to get blown out they may lose by two possessions maybe a 10 point game but i don't see them getting just absolutely throttled as well as the bills look they're going to just destroy the i shouldn't say destroy because if i think they're going to destroy I just buy the line but i think they're going to uh, win against the jets um I think they had two terrible losses against Tennessee and the Chiefs. They're gonna come back and just just put a beating on the soulless Jets. And <laughs> the week week one, I think it was the Bills only won by four or five points against the Jets. And then that game was out of hand. But that was their Bills most competitive tendency... game.
1: That was the most competitive game the Jets played all year.
0: Exactly. And Bills have a tendency to blow big leads. That's that's why I have the four and a half there. Um again, not a math guy, so maybe that doesn't make the most sense. So dimes, what are your uh Give us a couple bats or a couple things you're thinking of for this. Yeah, uh, I this
1: mean, game. I'm on the Packers right now at minus three. I've had some second thoughts with some guys I respect that like the three and a half better, um, so I'm, I might flip on that game. Being that like I bought a half point in uh, for 25 cents, so um, I might go back on that one. I'm not sure. Like I said, we got Lions. I got Seahawks over 56. I got Packers over 57. Steelers over 50. Um, I got I got Lions plus eight and Chargers at a at a minus one and I also took the i also took 49ers plus nine and chargers minus one i think there's no way chargers lose this week um but it could still be a close game which is why i'm teasing this now so i got chargers and two two teasers for sure um so i'm put i'm got four units riding those guys so they better show up
0: <laughs> awesome yeah uh chargers is tricky this week i think the line's pretty high it's like a eight and a half points right now
1: yeah yeah i thought it was, i think it was, yeah i think it was between seven and eight so um somewhere That's in there kind much. of what book you got um, but I, I think that's a little too high. It's too much respect for them. They could come out and cover that number for sure. But I think teasing it is a safer bet. I like them at minus one. I think I push at worst. Lions at plus eight. They lose. They're losing that game by a field goal last minute. 49ers, they're playing. They're they're getting healthy, and they're playing a a beat-up uh, Patriots team. Yep. Uh, they're still feeling the effects of the COVID uh, outbreak last week. Fuck the Pats. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But I I like the Niners getting nine points again. I think the Patriots probably win, but I think that's a that's a close game. That's like a twenty twenty three game, maybe even like a twenty seventeen type game. Either way, Um, which leads me to my last bet there: Patriots under forty four as well.
0: Okay, yeah. So that's it for our uh, picks for this week. So want to do a couple mailbag questions?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: So let's let's do two of them, and then uh, that'll be it for this week's show. Okay, this one comes from Hank in Myrtle Beach. This guy's a character. Hey, John. How's it going up in Canada? Y'all got snow yet? Big NFC South matchup this week. I'm a huge Panthers fan, but I also love making Benjamins. Think I should bet on my team or follow the old rule of not doing business with family? Appreciate ya. Hank from Myrtle Beach. So, we we discussed this game heavily uh, this episode. What would you tell Hank? Should he... That uh should he do business with family, or should he uh, his in his
1: eyes uh,
0: maybe make some Benjamin and lean the
1: saints? I think hey, play with your team here. this is a good spot. You definitely want to take that seven points and uh, if you're a hundred dollar better, I say put a hundred on the uh seven and a half, cash in the seven and a half with the Panthers, and then uh, put twenty five bucks on the money line just because.
0: All right, Hank. Uh, hopefully, you take the advice there. Uh, okay, let's do one more. Um, let's do. Let's do this one. <laughs> hey, John. This is from Buck, by the way, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Have you ever been in Murfreesboro, Tennessee? I've not. Nope. Did I say that right? <laughs> have you even heard of that place, city before, Murfreesboro? No. All right. So, all right. Let's answer Buck. Uh, are the Titans the new San Jose Sharks slash Oakland Athletics? Like they're unreal. But are they actually ever going to win anything? Your thoughts, Dimes? Are the Titans ever going to win anything?
1: Yeah, like a playoff game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I they're think not gonna gonna no win with, uh, they're going to win anything with they're going to win anything with uh, Tannehill. Not, 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 not a Super Bowl. That's for sure. They don't have the talent there right now, um, or the coaching.
0: What about Buck throwing some shade to the San Jose, San Jose Sharks and Oakland Athletics?
1: Yeah, that's kind of a weird. Uh, <laughs> he's a Especially real from Tennessee, he's gonna point out these weird NorCal teams, like geez, <laughs> the San Jose thing. Like, I don't think most people even follow hockey. So that's fucking awesome. That's nice. awesome. I, I like his. Uh, I like his sports knowledge on that one.
0: That's yeah, well, fun. we got to appreciate him
1: reaching out, right? For sure, that's awesome all right that does it for nfl pregame
0: show week seven dimes thank you so much for hopping on um i look forward to doing this again best of luck with your bets this week and uh quickly ufc matchup.
1: um do you have anything i do actually let me put my plays up here i got a i got a card for you this is actually one of my best sports to cap for some reason i don't even know why nice. i just say i get good information and i and i uh I tend to be a little more conservative in my bets at, at times, um, but I also'm not afraid to take a big favorite and hammer the shit out of it, and I usually come on top. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give away some, some some picks here. I think I got six picks here. It's, it's, uh, I got Khabib tonight in a parlay with the boxing match on Halloween. Um, I can't even, I can't pronounce the guy's last name. It's like Gravanta. I don't know. His nickname's Tank. His nickname's the Tank. Nice name. And he's a minus six hundred favorite. You got Khabib. who's a minus three hundred favorite. Put them together. You lay uh, two hundred. Lay, lay two dollars, but that's a five unit max bet for us tonight. Uh, is Khabib in the boxing match on the thirty first, so go ahead and lay that. Um, I got Dae-un Jung inside the distance at minus one hundred five. I really like this matchup. He's a minus three thirty favorite. Um, I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna take care of business um, within the distance. Um, I wanted to take it for more than one unit, but I got a, I got a lot of riding on uh, Khabib. I also got Khabib inside the distance for minus 125. That's some better value there for two units. So if you don't want to lay 200 in that parlay, take Khabib inside the distance at minus 125. and think there's a good value there. It's not going to go five rounds. There's no way. Um, and then I got uh, – what's her name? Shakarova inside the distance at plus 725. That's a small bet. It's one of those bets where it's not going to win more than likely, but hey, there's some value there. I think if you can, you know, get seven to one, you know, that's a quarter unit bet for us. Why not? Um, I got Volkov minus 175. Love that play. Uh, Kenny minus 170. Um, and Cannonier minus 115. These names are sometimes hard to Yeah, tough. They're tough. Yeah, it is. Um, so those are the plays i got for uh well i should say this afternoon it's not tonight
0: yeah it's i'll try different. i'll try hard to uh, get this edited and get this up before the fight goes out or even try to clip this last part so it comes yeah yeah, out. yeah
1: clip that out because uh, the main card starts at 2 p.m eastern time Yep. Yeah. but uh she, she's some good fights tonight
0: awesome dimes appreciate it let's do it again soon yeah, let's do it man thanks a lot have a good one yeah you too man